Hey, friends, and welcome to the From Busy to Rich podcast. Our podcast exists to inspire advisors like you to increase your profitability and also your quality of life, but not just for yourself, for those that you serve. Uh, joined, as always, by Mr. Wes Young. Good to see you, friend. Howdy, Andy. And uh, Justin, you are here as well, and I'm grateful for that. How are you today, my friend? I'm grateful to be here. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, Wes, uh, you just got back. We were texting about this uh, last week, or was it this? Yeah, last, was it yeah. earlier this week, or was it late last week? No, late last week. Okay, all right. Uh, from a pretty awesome event. Um, apparently, it was not a buy one, get one, because you would have taken me, I know. But uh, <laughs> tell us about the event and how it is going to guide uh, the next few episodes of uh, our podcast. Yeah, no. So we we had the opportunity to meet with a, a very small group of uh, leaders from from all across the country in a variety of different businesses, and and these are people that are doing did some amazing things. And I really loved the the environments that we're in. And we had a day where um, the 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 two folks leading the conference were uh, Patrick Lencioni and uh, John Gordon. And for those who might not know those names, you've probably not listened to the podcast because we talk about them a lot. But Patrick Lencioni, uh, Lencioni is a um, one of the, the nation's leading consultants. He's also a best-selling author and uh, is the fa- founder of The Working Genius. It's one of the things we talk about here quite a bit. And just a really awesome communicator, thinker, business person. And John Gordon is also a best-selling author, um, coach, uh, leadership development guru, if you will. He's written many you know, best-selling books, but also uh, coaches to a lot of uh, professional uh teams across across the country as well as uh, college teams and it's just an overall like great great communicator so those guys kind of led in tandem this these various things that took us through just a journey all, all throughout the day and then we'd get we'd kind of sit at our table and, and talk about the idea and then talk about it all together but here was what was amazing like I got a lot I would say a lot of good takeaways and and even some new epiphanies, some new way, you know, sometimes it's like you've eaten chicken before, but it's never been served in a way that was like this. And it was like, yeah. I really do like chicken, you know, because it, I, did, I just didn't know this was yeah. it. Man, I, went, yeah. I didn't know chicken was capable of yeah, I mean, way to go chicken. Yeah. It was like, uh, man, this, this is good. And, and so there's a lot of those kind of things that I'm, I mean, I got a laundry list of here in my parking lot, the things that I got, I'm going to marry down on these. I'm going to come back and blend these in. Um, but what was funny is this idea that I kept coming back to, uh, it continues to surface over and over again regarding this idea we've been in of why don't you do things? Like you know something's going to, or you believe something's going to make your life better, make you better at life. Why, why don't you do it? And we've been talking about it, but this is, it, there's a Samuel Johnson quote. Um, you know, he was a writer, lived, lived a long time ago, a uh, philosopher that I love and I was reminded of this quote during the conference, and I think it is the truth that I want to talk about for the next couple of weeks and in a couple of specific ways, but it is this. It is people need to be reminded more often than they need, than they need to be instructed. People need to be reminded more often than they need to be instructed. Mm-hmm. Most life-changing imperatives are, are not about like it's so difficult. Um, you know, there's some things more difficult than others, but it's it's more about discipline and in this case, the discipline of renewing your mind to certain ideas and relevant actions from those ideas, it is what the way forward is. So we, we, I want to, I want to spend some time camping on this idea of 
We need to be reminded more often than we need to be instructed. So the, the, the challenge of this is I think that it goes against our, I guess, consumer centered yeah. mindset of, um, you know, like it's funny because, um, like I'll tell my kids, you know, like, do you know, people used to like repair their clothing and they're like, huh? And they're like, why? Why would you repair? Like, like the idea is I'm ready to fix it. I need to go get a new one. Right. That's um, right. And, and there is this whole world of no, this is new. No, this is new. No, this is new. And you actually see it from the way that goods are produced now. Like many goods are not produced in a way that they can be repaired. They are literally built. To go, no, like it's don't like I've I've had a repair person come to my house and say, Don't repair this, just buy a new one. Yeah. Right? Uh don't renew it. Right. Yeah. Just just go get a new one with more bells and whistles. Right. And I think this is where you go from like I remember my my wife's grandmother had a uh, washing machine that was like 40 years old, right? And then you know, you buy a refrigerator with Wi-Fi and it breaks two years later. You know, because it was new and it had Wi-Fi. And if anyone can explain to me why well, your refrigerator needs Wi-Fi, um, then that would be interesting. But the idea that fundamentally most of us know what we need to do and the challenge is, are we putting ourselves in situations where we were reminded of those things and then making changes? Or are we always just simply seeking what is new, what is new, what is new? Um a stat that I actually was thinking about as, as it relates to this, Wes, was the amount of new information that's put on YouTube. You know, the idea that eight hours of video content is posted every second to YouTube. Um, you know, I, I find YouTube to be a, a phenomenal resource. Um, yeah. But I, I don't learn a lot of new things, but I find great encouragement when I am reminded of things. Um, where else do you see this idea reinforced that we need to be reminded versus have, you know, sort of new information that we've never heard of before. Yeah, there, there is, I'm an idea guy. Like if you have my working geniuses, I'm invention and discernment. And those are, those are totally in the creation phase of the creative of the work process. And so if I'm not careful, like I can listen to, that next podcast and, and read that next book. And I do, I consume and, you know, probably a larger than normal amount of, of that kind of stuff. But what I've had to learn over the years is, is if I don't do something with that information immediately, it's like going to the, going to the buffet and putting everything on the plate. And, but I can't possibly eat it all. I can't possibly. So having a way where I can store those to come back later and get them at a time where I'm capable of digesting it again is is imperative otherwise i just find myself in this loop the other thing is if i don't have some method to like regularly bring up remind myself of these imperatives or this that 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 food's in the refrigerator or that pe- that 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 piece of meat's in the freezer it's kind of like i i go a year and a half and i'm like what was that you know you you you, you, you don't you, the idea is like it's like it's gone it's might as well have not existed because i'm not reminding myself it's there so so I, I believe it has to do with the fact, yeah, there's a lot of information out there. You can spend your time and feel really busy, I think, consuming information or at least hearing, having information come your way. 
But you have to have pivot points. You have to have things like a system in place or a grid or even a filter that determines which of these things am I pulling out of the parking lot and actually going to blend into the rhythm of my life. And otherwise, but because all of them look good, Annie, and if you don't have some system that helps you regularly prioritize what you pursue and remind and remind yourself of what you pursue and why, it's just this endless kind of dance of, oh, that's a good idea. I'll circle that one, highlight it, you know, put it in the book, but not do any of them. And then you go to the next conference and somebody brings it up and you go, oh, that was a good idea. That right. was something I wanted to do. So I, I, I think it, it has to do with really just lack of structure, lack of, lack of discipline and organization in order to regularly remind yourself of what you really care about. And, and I think there's a couple couple things we can talk about this week and, and next week. One of them is this this uh, this idea of having an exciting vision that we've talked about before. Because I found a clarifying tool beyond nothing else is having an exciting vision. You know, we always talk about hey, have have time where you regularly are are separated out and writing out hey, what is it? What does an incredible life look like in all these big areas of life that I care about? My professional life, my financial life, my uh, relational life, my physical health, and my spiritual life, they all intersect, right? So what if, I'm, if I've got a great life and I decide it, and I say, based on what I know today, three years from today, what does that look like? And I, and I really believe that. And it, it provides a couple things for me. One is it's a filter. Because if, if the things, the new idea or whatever it is, doesn't get me closer to that, I just I throw it out. It may be good. It just may not be good for me and where I'm trying to go. The other thing is if I'm super aware of that, I can, I can stop. I can, and I constantly renew my mind, remind myself of what I'm, what I'm super aware of this vision I'm trying to get to instead of trading. I I, I don't, I quit trading what I want ultimately for what I can have immediately, which may not be the best idea. Because again, I think one of the reasons we do that, the reason we trade what we want ultimately for what we can have immediately is we, we don't, we forget about what we want ultimately. We're not renewing our mind to what we want ultimately or have never decided it in the first place. So the thing I'd like to tear up and we got a kind of funny quote here that I wanted to, I wanted to read, um, is this idea of, of the exciting vision and the fuel that that provides for us and what the absence of it creates if we're not careful. Um, this, this quote I want to read, and then, and then I want to, I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, both you and, and Justin is, uh, C.S. Lewis. So he, he says this, we're half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is operate, offered us like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in the slum because he can't imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. And I, I love that quote because I think it speaks to this idea of the absence of an exciting vision that is not yet part of your current reality is we settle for making mud pies in the slum because it's what's convenient and it's what we know and it's what's there. And, and, but, it's, but if we could remind, if we knew and had the vision, we would remind ourselves of what exciting vision exists at a holiday at the sea and somebody could teach us that and, and put it there, the amazing things that we would do today in order to put ourselves in the position to receive that thing in the future. Yeah, I I really like this topic because the for me in my experience this is apart from people who just have a hard time making a decision on what they want to implement, right? Like they just continue to digest information and then never go into that implementation. 
This is the next biggest like fallout point in why we don't do things is the how do I stay motivated and continue the energy that I got from the last conference about those ideas to keep going. And to this point, like it's very easy to be kind of easily pleased with some of the things right now because you lose sight of it and you lose the motivation behind it. It's almost like an inoculation. I got to go get a booster shot, like a vaccine for, for the next round to stay motivated for it. And if you don't have a system that's doing it, because you go to put something into play and then you find out, oh, this actually takes a little bit of work. And like staying energized about that work to do it and create what you want. Like it, that's hard to maintain unless you're just personalities like a real galvanizer, things like that. For a lot of people though, like that's, that's where like the challenge is the rubber meets the road of staying motivated to see it through. So Wes, it sounds like, you know, obviously people have to be exposed to new ideas, right? Yes. That, that you have to hear about the idea for the first time. And the challenge, I think, is that people, we, I'll say we, we trade new for, um, like, valuable. Like, like the, the new, it's not better just because it's new, right? right? What about the thing you know? They need to continue to just renew. And I, I'm going to go back to a, uh, a definition of the word renew, which I thought was fascinating, which is it is to resume an activity after an interruption. And the reality is, let's just say you learn something and then you get interrupted by life and you have to go back and keep renewing it. It's what you were saying. You have to have that vision. Let's remind ourselves what the big picture is. And if you don't, go back to what you know, if you don't keep renewing your thinking and renewing your vision and, and looking up, then what you end up with is it's sort of like, I don't know if you've ever been somewhere where you, you're looking down for a long time and then you look up and you're like, uh-oh, <laughs> I was walking in the wrong place, right? Yeah. Um, we end up there. We, we're, we're, we're looking down for something new instead of keeping clear on our vision. If you keep your vision clear, you don't need new information. You know, if your vision is clear, you don't need new information. You just need to keep going after the same vision. And so what is it, Wes, that, that we trade new for the vision? It, it sounds, it, it, it seems to me like instead of having a vision saying, I, I don't have it today. I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to seek after this thing in the future. Why do we trade new? for a, a larger vision down the road? Yeah, I, well, I think there's a couple primary reasons. I, I believe what, what kind of what we were talking about earlier is I don't think most people regularly renew their mind to what that vision is. I don't, yeah. I, I think, I think I'll take it two steps. I think most people have never decided it to begin with. I think they've inherited a vision or, or, you know, you, you go on, um, I heard uh, Carl Richards say uh, he was having a conversation with his friend. He said, most people are completely emotionally incapable of surviving the advertising that exists coming to them every day because they buy things they never knew existed, didn't want, know they really wanted and probably didn't, but they inherited the desire for it. And I think one of the reasons for that is because they were absence of clarity of what do I really want? Yeah. And, and when I know what I really want, like it, it makes 
like if I, I like the food, like we'll do use the food analogy. And if I know I'm going to my favorite restaurant and I know what kind of what food that they're serving, and yeah. I'm like, man, I know when I get there, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the steak and I'm gonna get this appetizer and this bottle of wine, and it's gonna be great. And then on the way there, I'm hungry. And all of a sudden on the way in, there's a table outside and they're serving McDonald's. Um, and I could, I could, man, I'm hungry now. I mean, and, and gosh, but if I, if, when I know ultimately I'm going to get in there, I'm going to have the steak and my, and my, and my wine right. and, and the stuff that I look, it's just easy for me to not even care. I'm like, ah, that's great. You're advertising and I am hungry, but yeah. I know ultimately what I'm capable of. And I think that's a big one. I think, so I think knowing like, what is it that I see as a, as a great future? And it takes courage to, I think, actually commit to that because, you know, you could be wrong and that's okay. You can evolve that. But I think clarity and, and, and then re- regular renewal of, you know, it's one of the best activities anyone ever, like I inherited from someone else was, hey, every morning, just read, read your three-year vision. Read the three-year vision of, of what you believe a beautiful life looks like. Now, that vision is going to change and evolve as you hopefully get new information and you evolve. But what it does, it serves like a filter. It just doesn't let all the new information go, I want that to do that thing. I, I, yeah, I should do that thing. Or it's like, no, because that's not, it's not bad. It, it's just not getting me where I want to go uh, because here's where I want to go. I can change where I want to go, but, but if I don't, then this is like a filter of saying, what do I let in? What do I keep out? That last part of that quote for C- from C.S. Lewis, uh, the last sentence is, we are far too easily pleased. And, you know, the difficult part is that if you didn't know that someone was going to take you to that restaurant and you didn't know that what was inside that restaurant and you just saw a plate of food, you might think that's the best option. Like, yeah, I'll take that. You know, for some people what is in front of them, what they are offered today is actually their best option. Yeah. Because, um, and so maybe I guess I'm trying to remove some judgment on those who don't have a vision is, of course you chose that because that's what, that was the best option in front of you. Right. But when you have a larger vision, and Justin, I'd love for you to speak to this because I think you might have some ideas as it relates to actually being an advisor and working with people to help them hold on to a vision is... In the absence of a larger vision, of course you take that. Like, it, why wouldn't you? It It is the best thing because you haven't chosen anything better, right? Yeah, I think another way you could put it, so we are far too easily pleased or said another way from, from an opposite position, I think people give up too soon. So you, you give up waiting for the steak and the, the wine and things like that because you don't, not sure that you can wait. You can't get there. And the same thing comes in with clients, I think keeping, and that's why we do, we have monthly strategy summaries to go out. We regularly have contact and, and look at where are we in light of where you want to go and the constant realignment of not just your assets, your financial yeah. assets, but the yeah. resources so that we can. We can keep that in perspective of like, where do you really want to go? So that we're not giving up because, you know, markets shifted right now. Like, where are they in light of, you know, historically, like they're still up or, or they're not as bad as it looks when you're in the middle of something or something becomes challenging. So not to give up and we help them to keep going so that we can move towards it. Or when a, the good idea fairy comes in and says, Hey, so-and-so called me about starting this new thing. Like, yeah, that could work. 
right? But how does that fit into this? It, if you do that, realize that this is taking you in a different trajectory. And they're like, well, you know what? And, you know, that's not a good idea for me. It yeah. may work. I mean, there's a potential for that return. But for me and where I'm trying to go. And so that's that's we have to bring that in a lot of times to remind even our clients of like, hey, where where did you say you wanted to go? Has that changed? And then we can evaluate this opportunity. Yeah, and, and practically, I would say too, like I think about this all the time is what environments are you putting yourself in that have people that have a bigger filter than you, that have, that have a bigger vision than you, that can say, hey, that's pretty cool what you're doing. What, what do you think it can ultimately go? And then people that can go, you know, it could go here. This, this, this is possible also that maybe just wasn't, maybe because you've never been to the sea. I've been to the sea and I can tell you this exists out there. And mm-hmm. let me tell you what a day in the life of you would look like if you had this. So it's, it's not, it's not, oh, it's where I kind of, I think it's, 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 it's a bit of a uh, tension is that it's, it's not, we're not saying the absence of, of new ideas. We're saying that at some point, like a new, somebody that elevates your vision to somewhere that you're just not, cause you've not, you can't put yourself there. I think you need that. But I think at some point, the vision has to be decided upon and then continue to put yourself in environments where you do challenge it, but then at the same time, decide again and then use that as your filter for what are the, what are the to-dos that I actually, the ideas that I blend in here. And uh, because the more I renew to my mind to that, the more clear I am on what I live in, the more clear I am on what environments I hang out in. Um, like I knew this day that I was going to this meeting, I was going to get some incredible ideas and meet some yeah. incredible people at this, at this event. Um, and there's other events I get invited to that I don't go, not because they're bad, but because in my filter, I have to ask myself, how does this align with where I'm ultimately going? And not just how does it align? Is it what I believe the best alignment is? Cause I'm limited on time and I can't do everything, but I can do something. So, see, I think, I think that's the deal is we have to, uh, the filter forces you to choose. See, when you, when you don't have the filter, you can act like you have unlimited ability to do everything, and you don't. Well, the reality is when you don't have a filter, you truly can accept everything. And then you, I think about this, you know, like last night, my wife says to me, I don't know, walk in the door. Hi, honey. Hi. Garbage disposal is broken. And I thought, did something go in there that shouldn't? Like, you know, like you can put a lot of stuff down a garbage disposal. Like marbles is not one of them, you know, like. When you have no filter, guess what you let in? Everything. And while that might sound exciting, it's not. It's not really bad things happen when you don't have a filter and a vision. And so for our next episode, we're going to talk about something that will, that if you can hold it and maintain it, it will, it will help you on your path to overcoming why don't I do that? Why don't I do that? It, it will tur- it will help you turn the corner towards or, or, or yeah turn turn towards I, I will I'm doing what I want to do right not why do I keep not doing what I know I should be doing right um, and so I think that 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 next episode we'll we'll talk more in depth about something that if you hold on to this belief and this emotion that it it will sustain you and help you finally do what you know you want to do. And Andy, if I can, if I can just add one last thing in closing, because this is a, a, a podcast to advisors to help them inspire people to increase the profitability and quality of life for themselves and for, for those they serve. 
And as you know, one of the things that we are just deeply believe is using a holistic fee-based financial planning relationship ultimately helps people do that in a very meaningful way by aligning the use of their capital, what they really care about. And what we often see, this is a big deal. And so it's just something that I want to leave with everybody to ask the question for themselves. And we'll come back next week is, is, are you, because at some point you're listening because that was attractive to you, that future vision of you doing that kind of work, even though you might not be totally there yet. Are you renewing your mind to that regularly of what it could be and what you'd like it to be? That's going to give you the energy necessary to do the things different today that are not in line with the, with the historical way you used to do things, but could, or put, could put you in the position to do them in the way that, that we teach that the future is possible out there. Or are you allowing like just the next idea, new information rather than being right. renewed to the, to what's already there that's going to get you there? Cause it's a proven path and it works. So I hope that's an encouragement. I hope Wes, Wes's words are encouragement to you to begin to filter out maybe the new. Maybe it's, maybe you need to reject some new. You need to go back to what you already know and then renew your mind towards a vision towards what you decided a long time ago, but you got distracted. Um, by life uh, or by the new fancy idea. Uh, go back to what you know to be true and focus your energy on that vision. So thanks for taking the time to listen today. Uh, Wes and Justin, as always, thank you for your insight. And folks, we look forward to having you on the next episode where we talk more in depth about this topic. <music>